good people this your host ba back on your head once again with another episode of the just my opinion podcast your ears could have been anywhere in the world but they are right here with your boy march madness has started and it has been everything we wanted and more they for sure made up for not having it last year in one weekend we had upsets number 15 oral roberts they beat ohio state and number seven florida Syracuse, they're still going. They took down number six, San Diego State, and number three, West Virginia. Number 12, Oregon State. They took down number five, Tennessee, and number four, Oklahoma State. Even without their best player and point guard for most of that game, that game was crazy. Number 13, Ohio beat Virginia. Uh, Also, Maryland, UCLA, and Abilene Christian are still in. The Sweet 16 is set up for this weekend, and it is as far follows ladies and gentlemen we have gonzaga versus creighton we have baylor versus villanova usc versus oregon arkansas versus oral roberts michigan versus florida state loyola chicago versus oregon state ucla versus alabama and syracuse versus houston man this tournament has been so crazy man it's been so nostalgic for me talking to my uncles talking to my in-laws talking to you know my parents my my cousins all my friends man everybody's been watching you don't everybody's not even watching the same game that's what makes it so crazy you think you need your tv you need two tvs you need your laptop and your phone if you got the old school tv with the picture and picture on it still you need to put that on man it's been crazy the seniors have been going crazy taking advantage of their opportunities all the bigs you know the old drop step bigs that can't that not that aren't shooting threes you know, the ones that are just down there in the paint, gritting and grinding for it. They're having a big tournament. Guard play is always essential. I can never say that enough. Guard play is always essential, especially free throw shooting also in the end. Man, it's, it's just I can't talk about it enough. Short people have been going off. I saw six feet and shorter people all weekend hitting amazing shots man max aismas from uh from oral roberts 6-1 he dropped 29 and 26 he's been going off uh the syracuse uh orange their zone has been tripping people up every single year this is nothing new buddy Beheim, the coach's son man he's shooting the mess out the ball he's been 13 or 23 from three in the past two games loyola chicago on their run again um, man, they got seniors this time. Some of the seniors were freshmen when they made the Final Four in 2018. Man, it's just, it's just been real crazy. Oklahoma State, before they got knocked out, they were playing through uh, a possible sanction that could come down. Kind of reminds you of, like, those Dallas Carter football teams. That was real crazy. I think that was, like, some fan stuff, some fandom that you have an appeal over some NCAA sanctions, and they let you play, you know, until you lose. I mean, I guess might as well handle it. You know, later on, PR, you know, politics, I, good move in the end. It was just a little fishy how it happened, but, you know, it's all good. Uh, the the Big Ten, they only have one team left. 
Uh, the Pac-12 has been turned. They still have a bunch of teams in. Um, man, just let, let's just keep watching, man. I can't. I can't I, man, yo, I, re, I really am this excited. I'm not stumbling over words. I'm not trying to find the words to say. It's out of NBA, NFL, tennis, golf, you know, the Olympics are about to come back. Out of everything over this past year, you know, dealing with this COVID stuff that, you know, what we wanted the most, what really captures our heart the most is this right here. Like this March man is just seeing these kids play, seeing these kids have these emotions, having seen these kids play with this grit, this grind. Um, the sense of urgency, I think, is 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 the thing about March Madness that gets everybody. It's watchable because you're not going to get it again. It's not like, okay, well, you know, a team dropped game one. Okay, they'll, they'll, they'll probably win three straight, you know, four straight or whatever and be good. Or get back into the series or make it a series or whatever, whatever, what have you. It's win or go home. The game can be done within the first five, six minutes. Like, you can clearly tell sometimes when a team just simply just comes out to play. Like, they just have something something extra in them tonight. You know, the bench is always going crazy. They're drawing charges. Uh, teams are turning the ball over. They're shooting threes. It, it's, it's just wonderful to watch, man. I, I, I'm very, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. It's really, I really hope it doesn't stop. You know, we still have some teams that we expect it to be in there, but then we have a bunch that we just didn't. Um, it's been a lot of talk on if it's kind of like the, you know, the bubble situation, lack of fans, uh, lack of scheduling, all of that stuff goes into it. Um, all of that stuff really just depends on who's talking um, meaning how much, you know, how much stake you put into each variable, that's really up to you. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, at the end of the day, I don't care because it's happening and they're doing good. And the emotional part of it, um, as far as a, being a fan, from my standpoint, I'm being fulfilled. So I can't really complain too much more about that. The only thing about the NCAA right now that I will complain about is Mr. Mark Emmert. If you do not know who Mark Emmert is, he is the president of the NCAA as a whole, not just basketball, not just football, as a whole. The reason I have a problem with Mark Emmert is because this guy is literally the most untouchable person in America. Like anything NCAA that we've had problems with, let's just go over this past year has been under his regime, kind of, in a way, your fault. For right now, so the, the headline right now is that he's promised to investigate into why the women in, Mar in the March Madness tournament and the NCAA tournament had less than standard facilities and amenities for their March Madness tournament or their, you know, their bubble and where they're playing. Um, the pictures and videos and everything have, have surfaced over this past weekend um, from the workout facilities to the swag bag that they got. Like, everything was horrible. Like, as far as the, they showed the weight room, they had, like, one set of dumbbells on the women's side, and then the men's side had, like, everything under the sun. You know, they tried to say, okay, well, let's not try to make it a lack of space thing because they showed a video, okay, this is the women's, 
you know, facility for working out. And then look at all this open space. It was, you know, room, like almost a whole ballroom of space right next to where they were working out of just empty space that had nothing that they could have put something there. Uh, I talked about the swag bag. They showed a picture of the swag bag. Um, I can't necessarily go over every single detail in the swag bag. All I can say is that it was a lot to a little. You know, the men at least had three, at least three times as much as the women. Uh, one thing I can point out that I saw specifically was, let's just say, uh, deodorant. Deodorant and, and, and body soap. Uh, the women got one. One, like one, one, one body wash, one, one stick of deodorant in that same swag bag for, you know, a man, it was three. Like you, you understand Like you can't, you can't do, you can't do people like that. And then especially like, there's no, there's no place in this world to do women like that. Like at all, at all. That, that, that just simply means that you don't care. Like, it's not even like a, a right or wrong thing to me. It's more just, and now I can use ethics. Because at this point in time, to me, it's not about the money or eating what you kill or, or the money that you bring in. It's just simple, like, humanization. Like, I don't know. For, I don't know about you guys and your households. I was just always taught that women need their own space, especially when it comes to things as far as uh, amenities and hygiene. Like, that just means you had... You don't even have the care for women on a regular level. On a regular level. To get to, to give them that, like you you get you get more stuff in a swag bag on a college campus than what they got. Like I, I've got I've gotten more, you know, health 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 stuff and 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 and, and bathroom toiletries and things to take care of myself more at, you know, campus STD day. Then, you know, then what they got. And so that's that's really piss poor on his part. Like I said, every problem comes through him. Uh, sexual misconduct stuff goes through him. Uh, COVID stuff goes through him. Even the college football playoff that we kind of, you know, on and off love and hate goes through him. Um, my deepest apologies, man, to just every woman that's that's going through that, you know, in that NCAA bubble or even the stuff that we don't know about. Um you know, I'm I'm just really empathizing, you know, empathizing and sympathizing because I, I that that's crazy. And there's really not too much that you can say. And there's really honestly, I don't care how many investigations that he wants to do, it's your fault. Like that stuff could have been planned ahead of time. Like, in my in my opinion, if you if you wanted to be that lazy about it, you should have just made one big weight room and just doubled up on your sen on your uh on your cleaning money to sanitize the place. Like if that's if that's what you were gonna do if you were trying to cut corners, you know what I'm saying. But um, like I said, it's apolog apologies, you know, to them on just that's crazy, man. Like I don't know, and it's Women's History Month. Like you, you just you, that's that's all I can attribute it to. You just literally have no respect, like at all, like at all, it it at all. And I think that going forward, everybody should remember that and treat him as such like okay this is the type this is not the type of person or the type of businessman you are like this is the type of man you are that's the type of man that you are but moving right along um going into nba news we have some good stuff to go on about that uh starting off with lebron james has a high ankle sprain 
that ankle sprain is vertical and not horizontal. I watched some doctor YouTube videos that explain sports injuries. That's been pretty cool. I've been doing that recently uh, to kind of get better insight onto what some of these injuries mean, why some of these players are out as long as they are out. Um, so kind of reason why I said vertical and not horizontal um, is to give you the comparison that they said his in LeBron's injury is kind of similar to the Alvin Kamara injury from this past year with the New Orleans Saints. Best best case scenario uh, is about a month, three to four weeks. Anything less than that, I've heard, is rushing. Um, to go ahead and kill some stuff about the play, if you saw it, that play was not dirty. Um, anybody that says it's dirty, I wouldn't want you on my team. I feel pretty open saying that under any circumstance. Like, that that's, that's crazy. Like, he didn't go into his ankle on purpose. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a dirty play. He's not a dirty player. You know, he barely finds teams to play on in the first place. So I'm pretty sure he wouldn't want to have that dirty tag going around in the NBA. So let, let's go ahead and, and kill that. Um, honestly, in my opinion, say what you want. LeBron was over the top and overly emotional, as always. The man rolled around and crawled on his hands, then proceeded to make sure that he got his double digits and then walked to the locker room. Like, if you were that hurt, if your, if your ankle was that sprained or that broken, you wouldn't still be putting that much pressure on it just to get your 10 points and then slide out the game. Like, call it LeBron hate. I don't hate on LeBron. I look at people and I look at situations. Like, I've seen, I've seen so many injuries over my lifetime, sports-related and non-sports-related. I ain't never seen no grown man cry out that loud, roll all the way down Hollywood Boulevard and crawl on his hands and, and forearms talking about my ankle hurt. Come on, bro. Come on. But that's just, that's just me and how I look at the game. If you, if you feel differently, then, you know, talk on your podcast about it and, you know, we'll go back and forth. But as far as the Lakers' outlook, his MVP case is dead at the moment. Um, his number one seed at the moment, dead. Um, the Lakers are 0-2, losing to the Suns and the Hawks as he went out. There's still no AD. We still have a couple of weeks left on that. Um, do I still think they can get to the finals? Yes. Do I still think that it would be very hard for them to do so? Yes. Um, but as long as they're healthy, it's pretty cool to me. The only problem is that I, as a lower seed, if they you know eventually drop, Long lower seeds kind of means longer series, which means they're going to use more energy and possibly more chances to be hurt, meaning kind of AD, you know, things like that. Um, going back to the MVP combo, convo, LeBron and Joel are hurt. Um, some people have James out there. I like James, just kind of the tremendous job that he's done. If he just did like a good job, I don't think I would have him in there, but he's done a tremendous job. Um, also, since it's starting to come out that, we, you know, KD's injury is a little bit longer. I don't know if they're just being careful or if he's really, really, really hurt. And Kyrie is still, you know, being the nuisance that he is. That man has a new family problem every other week. Um, so it's really making it really, really hard to really just, you know, stand behind him and be like, hey, you know, I know that your head is fully here. Like, that man's a nuisance. I, I'm just a nuisance. Like, I don't nuisance. Um, but maybe Dame and CP3. Can slide into the MVP conversation. CJ, like I said, CJ McCollum just came back. Nurkic will probably be back before LeBron and AD get back. So may, they've been pushed down the standings a little bit. Like I said, uh, they kind of win some and then they lose some. They're just trying to stay afloat. 
Uh, CP3 there moved up to the top. Um, he got his 10,000 assists. Best point guard of my lifetime, giving him some, some flowers while he's still here leading that team. Um, from Wake Forest to the league, definitely the best point guard of my lifetime. Watch since a young kid. Uh, he hasn't really had his full chance yet on the NBA Finals, you know, stage. But um, I hope it comes. I really hope it comes. I think he definitely – it's not about ability with him. You know, first ballot Hall of Famer to me. But, you know, of course, you need some hardware and things like that to solidify yourself in certain barbershops around this country. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, like I said, his Game 7 against the Spurs – um, the, the almost Lakers trade, New Orleans days, CP's just a certified dog, man. So shout out and congratulations to you on that. Um, I also want to talk about one of my beginning of the year picks, the Atlanta Hawks. They are now eight and zero under Nate McMillan. They were 11th in the Eastern conference seedings and now they're back fully in the playoff race. No playing game needed at the moment. Um, those John Collins trade rumors are still out there. I'm good with you know with him as a player if you want to if you want to keep him. The only thing is I'm not gonna pay you max money. I'm not. Um, I've had this conversation with Hawks fans for about the past year. Um, even when it was coming up, every Hawks fan is very elated and excited about John Collins, which I am too. He can really do everything that you need a modern big to do in today's game. The problem is that. His contract wasn't up by the time that the Hawks got their organization together. Uh, what I mean by that is that they have bodies now. Like it's John Collins is more his points are more shareable. Like they're not impactful. They're not saying like, hey, part of our offense is going through John Collins. Like when, while you're passing the ball around, you're going to look for John Collins. That's not always the case. You know what I'm saying? I've already talked about how him and Trey had problems at the beginning of the year and so on and so forth. Um, like I said, I just think he's a good player. Probably could be the max player. Uh, but with extra bodies, your role not being as big. And, you know, you might not do it in your franchise, but I'm going to do it in mine, especially in business proceedings. And you got, you're just, you're, you, this is your first year coming off a suspended year. You weren't suspended the whole year, but, you know, you bet, like I've always told you guys before, especially in the world of business. You do something like, hey, take steroids, you best believe that's going to follow you. So that will be in our contract discussions as well. But that's just for my team and my franchise. You can max him out if you would like to. But moving right along, Blake Griffin made his debut with the Nets. He played a little defense. And most importantly, he got his little dunk out the way. Blake Griffin can still dunk, pump fake to dribble right outside the line. Dunk flush was pretty good. Better than trash, less than great. Take with it what you will. The Rockets' losing streak of 20 games finally came to an end. Against Toronto, they beat them 117-99. to John Wall got a triple-double, 19-10-11. He's averaging 21-6 and on the season. Um, maybe by the trade deadline, they could probably find somebody for him. Uh, I read about Boston maybe yesterday. Um, seems like it's starting to start that they may get Kimba out of there for somebody a little bit more. Uh, impactful if I'm just thinking about that off rip. Uh, better defensively, yes. Better in the fast break, yes. But can't shoot better. And I'm not fully sure about his late game execution when the ball will not be necessarily in his hands. On Boston, that's going through maybe Brown and Tatum. Um, before in the clutch, it was, you know, pick and roll. John, John Wall made the decision. May not be like that. 
But I hope he does get on the contender. I think, especially coming off an injury, he's doing very, very good for himself this season. Um, some unfortunate news, Elgin Baylor passed away at the age of 86. Um, he was a 10-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA, 1958-59 Rookie of the Year. Um, he was 0-8 in the finals, but scored, has the record for the most points in the finals with 61. Um, I had the pleasure of taking a picture of his statue in front of Staples Center, so his memory, you know, a legacy would definitely live on with me, you know what I'm saying, through my craft and in my head and my knowledge of sports. Uh, God rest your soul, sir. Uh, that was very unfortunate to see this past week. Um, some other unfortunate news, LaMelo Ball season is done after hurting his wrist. Uh, he still has a chance for Rookie of the Year due to Patrick Ewing and Zion, who barely played and won in their rookie campaigns. Um, so he's about at that mark where he played enough games where he can still be considered and possibly win. Um, Charlotte is sitting at six, but I think they'll fall with his injury and Indiana will probably take that spot. I don't really believe in Chicago, so I don't, I don't really speak on them much, but his season is done. Um, so we'll get a chance to see him next year. Um, like I said, I don't, Anthony Edwards is probably the closest one, um, or Halliburton. They're probably the closest ones to getting it after him. If they, if Anthony Edwards kind of slows up, he's been turning, tearing it up lately. But if he slows back up, I'm still, you know, with Melo. And even in the short, the short span that I saw him in, nobody else had their team in playoff contention. Nobody else raised their team to the level that he raised his team to, even in a short time span. So that's that's pretty much a lot for me. But moving right along into the NFL, going to the gridiron. Free agency is still going on, and teams are still making moves. Uh, my Giants, they just signed Adoree Jackson and Kenny Galladay. Um, Galladay, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think we overpaid for him a little bit. Um, but that big body receiver is something that we have not had in a very long time. Uh, we will get Saquon back. We picked up John Ross. Uh, we didn't lose anybody as far as skill positions. Um, well, not really anybody of importance. We lost Golden Tate, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we picked up Kyle Rudolph, too. Still had Evan Ingram. Um, I think it would be all right. Got another cornerback to help bolster up our defense some. I think that would be straight, but this show is not about my Giants, so I won't ramble on too long about them. Josh Reynolds, the wide receiver from the Rams, he signed with Tennessee. Uh, Phillip Lindsey, the running back from Denver, he signed with Houston. Side note, once again, go back and watch Houston's moves. They are preparing for life after Watson. We are not going to talk about Deshaun Watson's uh, allegations right now. I have my own personal opinions about that, and it might not be set for our airwaves at the moment, but we will get into it at some point in time. Uh, Keanu Neal, he signed with Dallas. A lot of Falcons fans were a little upset to see him go. He wasn't really never on the field for you like that, in my opinion, so I don't see why you care that much. But moving on, the Rams replaced Reynolds uh, with Deshaun Jackson. Hopefully that he can stay healthy and maybe, you know, be an impact on the field. If he's healthy, I like that with uh with Matt with Matt Stafford having him as a deep threat. I like that. I like Robert Woods. I like Cooper Cup. Um I think I think that'll be very, very, very straight. Uh Juju TikTok takes less money to stay in Pittsburgh. Why? I don't know. So moving on. San Fran signs center Alex Mack for three years. I said it that the Falcons should have locked him up. They did not do so. Um, as far as the draft is concerned, um, the draft is April 29th through May 1st um, in Cleveland. 
teams can have ambassadors um, and fans that will sit, you know, in the rows, of course, wearing masks and social distancing and everything like that. Um, the league said that teams can now also return to their draft rooms with proper COVID protocols in place. Um, new TV deal is in place through 2033. It keeps games on ESPN, CBS, NBC, Amazon, and NFL Network. There'll be more Monday night doubleheaders. There'll be a Saturday doubleheader at the end of the season. Um, also, games that will some games will be streamed on ESPN Plus. They're promoting that platform, so it's, I, it kind of feels like an NFL Network type thing. Um, kind of wherever is 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 posted. If you have ESPN Plus, you can see that. Um, streaming games, like I said, will be a thing as well. Um, free agency. I was still doing my, my mock draft, but the thing about football is that free agency comes before the draft. So like your draft plans can get messed up like mid summer. So I'm only going to go through a few of them because as I was going through and studying and thinking about who I would pick, obviously I saw that a lot of these boards are messed up now due to free agency. I kind of wish basketball would kind of do it like that. So let's just look at a couple of examples right quick. Um, so I was, I finished at 20. So 21, Indy takes J.C. Horn, the cornerback from South Carolina. They just re-signed Xavier Rhodes, so that's probably dead. 22, Tennessee takes Jason uh, Owe, the pass rusher from Penn State. They just signed Bud Dupree, probably dead. Um, and the Jets, they um, they had they were having they're going to draft the wide receiver, the wide receiver from Purdue, uh, more. But they just signed Keelan Cole and Corey Davis, dead. And then um, like at, at twenty four, you know, taking a a pass rusher from Wake Forest, uh, that. I actually kind of agree with that because it it fits a need, but like all these players are they they really kind of got in free agency and you know like I said the you're messed up. It's it's just it's, it's just not nah. It it really just throws everything off because what you thought you needed you may not need no more, and you know you, you can't get it. But Mel Kuyper has Trey Lance going to the Falcons in his new mock draft at number four. Um, and then he had three quarterbacks going before. So he in his new mock draft, he has quarterbacks. One, two, three, and four. I'm going to keep saying that. After Lawrence, um, I'm up in the air. I'm just up in the air. Like, I understand Trey Lance. I think a lot of people are very high on him at the moment, especially after his pro day. Um, and tell, and they've been talking about the mental part of his game. They were saying that he calls all the checks and audibles for his offense. So he has a lot of a, of an advantage pre-snap. You know, he has the size, he has the weight. But I just still say that quarterback is just not the answer this year. As far as the Falcons are concerned, it, it's just – and I keep hearing a lot of – like I'm over the top frustrated with Matt Ryan, and which you can be like you knew he was never mobile when he first got to the team. So, you know, if he wasn't mobile in his twenties, he's not gonna be mobile in his thirties. So, yes, he falls. That that's the quarterback you have. the The point is that if you're going to get rid of your quarterback, you either there there's no plateau. You either go up or you go down. 
So with the way that the Falcons are, you're not a full rebuilding team. So you're looking to go up. So Matt Ryan is a top 12 to 15 quarterback. Easy, debate it how you want. He's right outside the top 10 or right inside, however, depending on who you talk to. There's not too many better than him. There's not too many better than him before you get to elite. If, if you want to keep it funky, it ain't. it's not too many above him like that. So what are you going to do? And you have to base it off of what your team did, not based off of the information that the person in your conversation is giving to you, if you kind of understand what I'm saying. Go from what they are. I always tell you, the, the organization will tell you the story. The organization will, will tell you where you at. You know, you, you understand what I'm saying? So the scary part about going down instead of up is that you might be behind Carolina on the way back up. And then if you take too long, New Orleans is going to figure out whatever it is they got going on after this year and still beat you out. So it's almost like you 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 need to do what's best for you while playing chess against everybody else. Because you can quote me if you want to. Brady will win this division until he retires. From this point on, Brady will win the NFC South until he decides to give it back up. In, in my head. So let's work on coming back out and, you know, coming back out into the streets to play in about two and a half years. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if you wanted last from the beginning, if he was, you was that high on him from the beginning, you could have moved Julio or Matt to facilitate the pieces around him to make it better, to make that team that can thrive off a rookie contract and maybe get to the playoffs or Super Bowl. But now you stuck in a plateau, still got the two people holding up your money. You're losing players at the same time, and you don't have anything to surround him. And you have an offensive-minded head coach who loves to run the football, losing offensive alignment, and still don't have a running back. Keanu Neal is gone. Alex Mack is gone. You might need linebacker help, depending on if you change defensive. Like, you, like I just said, also, running game head coach with no running game. I, I don't... I don't, I don't know how any of that adds up, but you know, like I said, we'll always keep watching, especially the hometown Atlanta Falcons, and see what's going on. Um, closing out the show, I want to give a real big shout-out to Under Armour, uh, my LB Sap, uh, Adam, 229-707 uh, team, Domo. Uh, shout-out to all those guys down there in South Georgia, man. Uh, they invited me to take a couple of pictures at the Under Armour All-America camp with them. Um, they always, South Georgia always shows out when they come up this way. Uh, once again, Adam, coldest kid in the camp. Uh, <laughs> pleasure meeting him this past weekend, man. That kid, that's a wonderful kid right there, man. You're welcome to come kick it with me anytime you need to, sir. Uh, Landon, shout out to Fox, shout out to Gabe, shout out to all you guys. Um, Gabe and Adam, they got their tickets to the All-American, uh, All-American game, Under Armour All-American game. Um, hey, these, these boys something serious, man. These boys something serious, and all they and all they ever need is just somebody to kick it with them, kick it with them and give them game, and they'll listen to anything you say. Let them live their life. Let them, you know, vent and talk to you about what's going on in their life. Don't just treat them like no kid. Treat them like a person. And you know what I'm saying? The sky's the limit, man. He went out there and he performed all day. Had sure sure hand catches. Did a good forty. Did a good broad jump. I got pics of all that. Pics are up on the page right now. Go show those guys some love. But closing everything out, man, you already know what it is. Eat right. Exercise. Communication is the key in this life. Man, stop and drink that water. As always, man, stack, pray, and stay out of the way, man. It's your host, B.A., and it's been another episode of the Just My Opinion Podcast.